This is a podcast by The Straits Times and Money FM 89.3. On Money FM 89.3, China Perspective with Don Tan, China Bureau Chief with The Straits Times. Well, let's turn our attention to China now. It is 7.23 in the morning this Tuesday, and it looks like China's telecommunication companies might have a hard time in the coming future. The U.S. Federal Communications Commission, or the FCC, voted unanimously last week to advance a plan to ban approvals for equipments in U.S. telecommunications networks from Chinese companies deemed national security threats, and these are companies like Huawei and ZTE. How has China reacted to this piece of news? Well, we'll find out very shortly. Also, can talks between the U.S. and China be happening anytime soon? It could just happen if what China observers said are true and that there is a suggestion now from the White House of a meeting. But are relations too tense at the moment to have a C-Biden summit? And it looks like Tesla might have found itself a rival in China's carmaker Neo when it comes to electric vehicles. How much threat can Neo be to Tesla? Can it even match Tesla? Well, to give us his analysis on what's happening up in China is Dr. O. E. Sun, senior fellow, Singapore Institute of International Affairs who is uh, sitting in for our regular Straits Times China Bureau Chief, Tan Donway, today. Thank you very much for your time, uh, Dr. O. Well, good morning to everybody. All right, Dr. O, let's uh, get right to it. The FCC voted unanimously last week to advance a plan to ban approvals for U.S. telecommunications network from using equipment from Chinese companies like Huawei and ZTE. So... How has China reacted to uh, this plan from the FCC? Well, this is sort of a continuation and, in a sense, an escalation of the American treatment of China-made equipments way back from since the Trump administration. They were banning the use of these Chinese equipments for military purpose and then for, in general, government communication purpose. And now, well, those telecommunication backbones of the United States would not be able to make use of the Huawei and ZTE equipments as well. At the moment, there was no official uh, Chinese reaction to this yet, but of course, uh, Huawei and so on being the most impacted uh, party already issued statements to the effect that uh, this is uh, something not so nice to them and so on. Quite perfunctory, but of course, uh, I think they, they would not feel nice indeed because... Mm-hmm. Uh, the U.S. market is a huge chunk of the market, and this coming at the time when, for example, even their handphone sales and so on are also impacted by the fact that certain American apps could not be downloaded onto their handphones. So this is going to also have a ripple effect beyond the United States because other major economies might also follow suit. All right, let's uh, talk about the chances of talks between China and the U.S. happening anytime soon. Are relations too tense at the moment for a C-Biden summit? 
Well, relationship is undoubtedly uh, very tense between the United States and uh, China. But I think from the Chinese perspective, there, there are two main things here. Number one, it's of course, as the Chinese would like to say, you need to create a conducive uh, atmosphere for such a meeting to take place with uh, recent very vociferous U.S. criticisms of Chinese actions in Xinjiang, in Hong Kong, and towards Taiwan, and, and so on. For for China, that uh, sort of touches upon their so-called red line, and they would like the U.S. to uh, cease and desist from doing that. Mm -hmm. uh, number two, of course, China, when they have such a summit meeting, they would also like to have a series of concrete outcomes out of it, right? But now, you know, judging from how uh, Biden met Putin uh, last week, it's more like a handshake and then, you know, getting to know each other type of uh, setup. And for Chinese side, that is not quite enough. So I think the next likely occasion for them to meet is the, the summit in October, the G20 summit. Right. So I would actually predict there will be at least some sort of sideline meeting, even just for, let's say, an hour or so. This podcast is available on our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Like us and rate us. And now, back to our podcast episode. All right, Dr. Earl, let's uh, turn our attentions to electric vehicles for a moment here, because it looks like Tesla might have a major rival in China's car maker, NIO, uh, when it comes to the EV industry. In the first quarter, NIO delivered 20,000 vehicles at an average price of 68,000 US dollars. That's uh, more than what Tesla shipped, about 17,000 of its Y, of Model Y SUV, uh, the Tesla shipped to China, which starts at 53,000 US dollars. Uh, I'm not sure if you've tried being in an EV before, but uh, how is China's car maker Neo planning to rival Tesla? Because they are gaining a lot of attention. Well, they are uh, at the verge of overtaking uh, Tesla, at least uh, as far as China is concerned. And that is because NIO, as its uh, rather glitzy name suggests, uh, mm -hmm. is not just selling the electric vehicle. It is uh, also selling, indeed, uh, providing lifestyle, uh, a kind of right. uh, new lifestyle uh, for uh, Chinese uh, electric vehicle owners. We are talking about uh, clubhouses across uh, China wow. with uh, grooming classes, with food products, uh, with clothes lines, with uh, exercise equipment and so on. So they are not just selling your regular uh, electric vehicles, they are also selling your gym equipment. And all of this sort of uh, create a, a sense of customer belonging or, or loyalty. Uh, and, and that uh, now Days is a big part of uh, doing business in uh, China. Sir. With Tesla, yeah, with Tesla, you have uh, Elon Musk and so on. But uh, well, Elon does not go to China very often, <laughs> right? He is going to space and various other wonderful places. So exactly. that, that's the difference between the two. Yeah, well, <laughs> Neo, it seems as you describe it, is uh, selling this entire luxury status to its customers, not just an, not just an EV. Yes, indeed. And it does make money from all these sort of uh, peripheral uh, sales as well. Mm -hmm. You know, your T-shirts uh, by Neo and, and so on and your gym equipment. So, well, it's a... Uh 
total all-inclusive uh, lifestyle choices uh, for you as opposed to just buying electric vehicle from Tesla. Yeah. And that's how you make money. Thank you very much for your insights, Dr. O. Dr. O. Isan, Senior Fellow, Singapore Institute of International Affairs, joining us here on The Breakfast Huddle this Tuesday. The Asian Insider Podcast channel is also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Like us and rate us.